If you have your Bibles, turn with me, if you will, to 1 Timothy chapter 1, and we are going to begin reading at verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 1, and it reads, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, Paul was made an apostle by God. He was not one of the original 12, but was made an apostle by Jesus Christ. He then addresses his spiritual son in the faith, Timothy, and then he sends his greetings. All right, look at verse three. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables, and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in fate. So do. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and a faith unfinged, from which some having swerved have turned aside with vain jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Now, Paul had left Timothy at Ephesus with the charge of charging some to keep the faith, to stick with the apostles' doctrine. He further gives Timothy instruction for him not to listen to anyone speaking anything other than the apostles' doctrine. He told him to stay away from fables and endless genealogies. Ephesus was the heartland or the heartland of the mystery religions of that day. In that great center, that was the temple to Hadrian, the temple to Trajan, and the great temple of Diana. All of that centered in Ephesus. These were all based on the mythology of the Greeks, and the Ephesian believers were to shun them. Paul told Timothy not to follow the false teachers called the Gnostics. And don't allow them to deceive the Ephesian believers. He let uh, uh, Timothy know that the false teachings of the Gnostics were merely speculations rather than godly edification, which is in faith. He goes on to say that charity out of a pure heart, love out of a pure heart. He tells Timothy that what is taught in the church, in other words, should produce love out of a pure heart. A pure heart is in contrast to our old nature. It means a person who has been made righteous in Christ and can now manifest the fruit of the Spirit, which includes love. The second thing that should be manifested in the church is an unmovable faith in God and in his word. The third thing that should be manifest in the life of a church is a good conscience. Every believer should love out of a pure heart, manifest a good conscience, and have an unmovable faith in God and in his word. And the only thing that produces these three manifestations in believers' lives is sound doctrine. Listen, false teachings, fables, myths, endless genealogies, 
cannot produce these three manifestations. Only sound doctrine. Paul tells uh, Timothy to stick with sound doctrine and to charge the Ephesian believers to do the same. Look at verse number 8. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured uh, persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Paul is simply saying here, listen, the law is good if it is used correctly. He was warring against the Judah, uh, Judaizers who were always trying to bring Christian believers under the law. Paul makes it plain that the law was given to show a sinner that he is a sinner and that the only way a sinner can be saved is by the glorious gospel that God had given him to preach. We are no longer under the law. We are now under grace. Look at verse number 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who had enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. I bet for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now unto the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now we see here that God does not choose like man chooses. If it was up to man, Paul would not deserve to be a minister of the gospel after all the things he had done to the church. But because of God's grace, Paul was made a minister of the gospel. Paul says not only was he a preacher of the gospel, but was also a pattern or an example of it. In other words, if God could save a chief of sinners like him, he can save, he can save, he can change, he can transform anybody's life. Paul was eternally grateful to God for saving him and placing him into the ministry. And he shows his gratitude by giving him praise and glory. Look at verse 18. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith have made shipwreck, of whom Hymenius and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Now, Paul again tells Timothy to stand firm in the faith and to keep a good conscience. Listen, a good conscience is obtained 
by walking in sound doctrine. And he lets him know that judgment comes to those who chooses to be apostates, such as Hymenius and Alexander. Declaring the truth. We are declaring the truth. We are declaring the truth.